This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for more than 35 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. To date, in Pastor Ray's amazing Overcomer series, we've been blessed to learn how best to overcome some of life's most difficult challenges. Fear that can paralyze, failure that can demotivate, temptation that may open the door to a lifetime of sin, and worry that can rob the believer of peace and joy, even making some emotionally and physically sick. Today's practical two-day teaching is Pastor Ray at his best, having a heart-to-heart, personal conversation about so terribly painful a subject that most avoid even discussing it, overcoming rejection. Once understanding that we have been created to give love and receive love, what amazing comfort the rejected will find in realizing that love alone can break rejection's power, because God will never reject you. After all, He created you, knows everything about you, and He still loves you. Here's Pastor on how having more faith in God than you do in people will overcome rejection every time. To be honest with you, I have to kind of be, be let the truth be told, as I had grown up in, in the ministry and working in the ministry and experiencing more and more rejection from people who I tried to love and tried to bring close to my life, but just seeing people reject, you know, reject that. I'll be honest with you, I put up some walls and of, of, of protection in my own life, but you, you can't allow those walls to keep good people out because there are lots and lots of really good people who are going to love you for who you are. And, and along the way, like one man said it this way some, some years ago, he said, if you can go through life and have one or two or maybe three really close friends that you can call, you are a very, very wealthy person because that, that is of great value, you see. So along the way, you are going to come up against people who, you know, are, are going to be insincere and reject you. But the, the, the long, the, uh, the other side of that is, is that you will find those relationships that will be near and dear to you. All right. We'll talk about that in a minute, just a little bit more. So um, you don't measure up. Anyway, walls of protection um, reject others before they reject us. Here's one. We avoid commitment because we're afraid of making that commitment because of past pain that we have experienced through rejection. So we, we don't want to commit ourselves. Just like I said, you know, people don't want to get married again or they don't want to have any friends at all. So they throw up a wall of protection and they will not commit. And that's a serious thing because we have been created, like I said before, to give love and to receive love. And so we need, we need each other. We have been, you know, the Bible teaches us that we ought to, um, we ought to build each other up. So we need to have relationships. This is healthy. And there are healthy relationships. That's what I'm looking for in my life. Healthy relationships. Can I get a better amen than that? All right. So um, we avoid commitment. It can cause depression in a person. A person can get very, very depressed because of that 
experience of being so rejected by people. And, and here, this is the one that I, I want to just give you a little tidbit that I found out. Abuse can be the outcome of a rejected life. And this is an interesting, uh, an interesting piece of information. One study found that abuse in intimate relationships was associated with the experience of higher levels of parental rejection. So when a person's gone through a situation where there was parental rejection, it sometimes finds itself, and, and the outcome of that unresolved outcome of that is anger, sometimes violent anger. And I don't have the statistics, but you hear about it a lot of times, like a lot of these mass shooters, and they were very rejected people. Amen. They were either picked on or they, their parents abused them or whatever it be. You find that. I don't, like I said, I don't have the absolute statistics, but of what you hear on TV and you read in the magazines, that it always seems to go back to some form of rejection. So this rejection is really a very serious thing, and we can't just keep sweeping it under the rug. We have to deal with it in our lives as believers and overcome. Because there are people who walk through life wounded and crippled over things that happened many, many years ago that they never resolved in their life. Come on, am I speaking to anybody in this house? All right. So now for the remainder of time that we have, let's talk a little bit about how do we overcome rejection? I think there's one, let me just kind of put this in before we go into how we're going to overcome rejection. I think it's so important to understand how responsible we need to be as human beings. We need to be responsible that we're not being the rejector. We're not reject. Let's just talk at the family. Let's talk at the top. All right. With, with family. If you have young children, you have to be so, so careful that the words you speak do not come across as words of rejection. Like harsh words. You're so stupid. You're an idiot. There's something wrong with you. Those kinds of words speak rejection, speak volumes. It says rejection. I reject you. You're never going to, you're never going to amount to anything. These are words of rejection that will seat themselves in the deepest part of your children's being and cripple them through their life. They'll never feel worthy. They'll feel worthless. They'll feel ashamed. They'll feel like they could never please you or anybody else. And see, this is where kind of leads me into the next point that I want to talk about. How are we going to overcome these, this uh, feeling of rejection in our life or the effects or the outcome of rejection? It all goes back to this one thing, God's love. God's love. Because the truth of the matter is that people will reject you and we've all experienced it at some level. But the truth of the matter is that God will never reject you. God will never reject you. I found out that people who have, and I've experienced this in my own life, people who have a really solid, deep relationship with God and are secure in God tend to be some of the most successful and secure people in themselves that you would ever. See, oftentimes we are looking for another human's um, approval. We want humans to approve of what we do. And in the pursuit of doing that, we kind of put God second. But when we understand how much God loves us and that God approves of us, it doesn't really matter what people think about us. 
when our, when our attention is on the love and the, the grace that God has in my life and that he said he would never leave me or forsake me, that he is guiding me, that he is going before me, that he is, he is setting me up for success in this life, then, then it really doesn't matter what people think. So I'm not going to be a people pleaser. I'm going to be a God pleaser. See? And, and when I'm, when I'm in pursuit of pleasing God, I may displease some people, but I don't really care. Right? So, so let me give you a couple of verses. God's love is number one. Hebrews 13, five says, I will never leave you or, or forsake you. Think about that. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, I, like I said before, in my 36 years of being involved in church work, 31 of them here in this church, right? Um, I have experienced a lot of people, you know, leaving me and forsaking me. And the only thing that's carried me through that didn't cause me to lose my mind or to become so rejected that I, I couldn't, you know, be good to help anybody else the one thing that carried me through was keeping a strong focus on the fact that God said he would never leave me nor forsake me. People will, husband might, wife might, children might even, employer, whatever it be, friend, but God will never leave me nor forsake me. This is a powerful thought and, and truth from God's word that really helps us to overcome rejection in our lives. Let me give you another really good verse. Psalm 139, 13 through 18 says this, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You may not feel like it, but you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You may be looking at all of your, you know, uh, trouble spots in your life. You know, you may be feeling inadequate. You may be feeling worthless. You may be feeling that nobody can love you. But God loves you because God created you. You were fearfully and wonderfully made by the creator. Every part of you. You are a unique individual that's worthy of respect and worthy of love. And worthy of being loved. So he says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the... Listen to this description of how God created each and every one of us. This is God's love in action. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed, and in your book they were all written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there was none of them, or were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, there would be more than number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Wow. Is that how? Talk about the love that God has for us. So one of the, one of the very first steps to overcoming the feeling of rejection is you just got to let go of people and get your focus back on God. You can't really be so much concerned about what people have done or what they haven't done or how they've rejected you. You just got to let it go and put your focus back on God. God loves me. And sometimes we're more concerned about, 
you know, getting the, the love from other people than we are basking in the love that God gives us. See, and that's really, that's like the beginning of living a life of great security, great security, you see. And uh, so, so that's, that's number one is that you've got, you've got to just get back to God's love because his love is there and it, he will never, never leave you. He will never forsake you. So, so this one here we talked about um, already, but let's just put it in our list of things that we can do or should be doing to overcome um, rejection. Pursue only healthy and godly relationships. Amen. That's really important. Let me give you a verse. Proverbs seventeen seventeen says, a friend loves at all times and a brother is born for adversity. So there are those friends that, you know, a true friend is going to love you in all times and seasons of your life. A true friend is not going to judge you, not going to criticize you, not going to, you know, cause you any sort of hurt or pain. All right. So, so there, a friend loves it. And, and really, I'm going to tell you what, the way that you're going to attract a friend like this, because oftentimes people wonder, well, how could I ever get a friend like this? You know how you attract a friend like this? You have to be a friend like this. If you are a friend like this, you will attract some jerks along the way. I say that in love. But once you funnel through, you just be a person of integrity and a person of commitment. You see, am I speaking to anybody here? Eventually you're going to connect with people who will be a friend that will love you at all times and will never give up on you. So here's another really good verse, Proverbs 18, 24. A man who has friends must himself be friendly. But I like the second part. But there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. So, you know, the Word of God tells us there are friends that will stick closer than a brother or a sister, you know, um, in this case. So we understand that we need to we need to have friends, but there is that special friend that will stick closer than a brother. And um, you got to pray for that Amen. And, and ask God to bring that kind of friend into your life. And don't just trust everybody just at the outset of a friend. It takes years and years to build trustworthy friendships. See, true friend, somebody who truly, truly um, is a friend and is committed doesn't matter what they know about you. They're still going to be committed to you and love you because they don't look at you through the eyes of the past. They see something in you of greater value than anything that you may have been through. See, that's a tough one because we all have skeletons in our closets. We all have stuff that, you know, we're not proud of, been through things in our life. And we, 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 we are afraid to be rejected by people. So we don't really share too much. Maybe it's better that we don't. But sometimes we need to just to get past it, to get over it. But you got to have that friend. A true friend can tell him anything. It doesn't matter. He just loves you even more. See, when, when someone opens up to me and tells me something like, well, Pastor, you're on like a shame to say this or whatever. And they tell me. Let me tell you what. When I find out about somebody's flaws, that doesn't. That doesn't push me away from them or, or, you know, that draws me closer to them because they are dealing with something in their life. And, and when a person is dealing with something, that's when they need a true friend, Amen. not a bunch of ab- abandoners. <laughs> 
we, we need to have a true, sincere friend that can say, you know what? I can count on you to love me at all times. You love me when I'm flying high. And let's see if you're going to love me when I'm flying low or I'm flat on the ground. Who is it that's still going to love me? That's going to be the true test of friendship. It's amazing to me. I I know, well, we're talking about rejection, you know, and I'm kind of going off here a little bit. But it's amazing to me how we can we can quote the scriptures. If any man be in Christ, he's a brand new creation. The old is gone. The new has come until it comes to really living that out with each other. I I just don't get it. I've seen people be rejected because they, you know, talk about something about their, their life or experience in their life. And, and people say, oh, you know, I don't, I don't want to be a part of that. It's amazing how many times I've seen people come to my office in tears because they shared something with a friend and that friend didn't want to know them anymore. This goes on in the church. This goes on in the church. You know, yet if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. All that matters is, are you in Christ? Are you born again? Are you living for Jesus? According, see, that's why I say God will never reject you. Goes back to point one: God's love, God's love, God. People will you can will give up on you. They'll, they'll whatever. They'll abandon you. They'll they'll hate you. They'll reject you. But God never will, because God already knows everything about you, and He still loves you. Did you hear what I said? God already knows everything about you, and He still loves you. Think about that. God knows everything about, there's nothing you can hide from the eyes of God and he still loves you. All right, so we got to get finished here. Um, so number one was God's love. Number two, pursue healthy relationships. Number, th- number three, you can't avoid rejection. So don't take it personally and don't let it devastate your life. Amen. See, and the way you're going to do that goes back to point one. The more you are assured of God's love, in God's protection, the less effect the rejection that people have against you in your life, you know, you'll feel the effects less of that, that rejection, the more that you are renewed and focused on God's love. We're talking serious stuff today, by the way. All right. So um, you cannot avoid rejection, so don't take it personally and don't let it devastate your life. Six, Luke's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 22 through 23. Blessed are you when men hate you. And when they exclude you and revile you and cast out your name as evil. Man, oh man, I've had to reflect on this. For the son of man's sake. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy. For indeed your reward is great in heaven. For in like manner their fathers did to the prophets. Wow. So really what Jesus said, don't, you know, you get rejected, rejoice. To say hallelujah. As a matter of fact, the, the bigger the rejection, the more you can be assured that God's got a big plan for your life. Amen. Something good is about to happen. Amen. See, And the more the devil tries to kick up that feeling of rejection, maybe you've been through some rejection in your life, lost marriage, whatever, uh, close friend, whatever it be, you know, the more that rejection kicks up, the more it signals to me that the enemy's trying to use it in your life to try to kill the plan of God, trip you up and to slow you down in the hopes that you might, you might not succeed or get to where God wants you to go. All right, last point and then we're, we're done. And this is the most important of all the points. All right. Forgive those who reject you. We got to forgive them. And this is the truth. And some of the testimony that I've given today that I've been through rejection with people, um, 
I have purpose to forgive them from the very beginning. Now, in the beginning when they first rejected me in each one of those cases, I didn't feel like forgiving them. Because you feel so hurt and you feel so disappointed and you may even feel angry. You may even feel like you were taken advantage of. You see? But you have to learn to forgive by faith. So what I would do is I would just say every time the thought came up, whether it was an angry thought, a hurt thought, a disappointed thought, whatever kind of thought, I'd say, Father, I purpose to forgive them. I purpose to forgive them. I forgive them by faith. And as I work that and practice that over time, they're you know, their face would come up or the situation would come up and it's sort of like it just doesn't even have an effect on my life anymore. And the truth of the matter is that any of those people in my past, any of them, who there's not one of them that I could say that if they showed up at my door and they said, I need your help, that I would reject them, but rather I would embrace them and help them. You have to forgive. Even if you don't like it, you have to forgive and let them go. And, and that's the true test. The true test here is found in Luke's Gospel, chapter 6 and verse 27 through 29. And Jesus said this, he said, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. So the acid test to my level of forgiveness is, am I doing this? Am I at least committed to this? Am I at least seeking to do this? That can really determine my level of forgiveness. So I say this, someone messes you up, you bless them. You pray for them. You, you only speak good of them. You don't allow yourself to uh, fall to the, you know, the depths of where they are. You, you, you come up and you rise above it and you be the bigger person. You do what the word says. And I'm going to tell you, oftentimes when you, when you do that, and this has happened to me, I've had people from back in those days when they split up the church and said all kinds of things about me. I've had many of those people come back to me after years of me not saying a word. Anytime their name come up, I just speak well. That's all. I, yep. Nice people. You know, I hope everything is well with them. I, I prayed for them. After many years passed, many of those people came back and apologized to me and wanted to be back in fellowship or relationship with me. So, so you see, when you, when you extend forgiveness, you really release yourself from the prison of bad feelings and, and rehearsing it over and over again. You see, and, and, I, and I, it all kind of points back to God's love because if you are rock solid in understanding that God's love is there and that God will never reject you, it really, really doesn't matter what people do. It doesn't matter. You have to have more faith in God than you do in people. I don't put faith in people. I put faith in the living God because people will disappoint you along the way. But if they do, you have to go back to just forgiving them and letting it go. And I'm going to tell you, your life's going to be blessed some of those relationships will come around a second time in a different way, of course. But um, forgiveness is really important. So our three, three important things is God's love, pursue godly and healthy relationships, don't take it personally, and don't let it devastate your life. Forgive and pray for those who reject you. And that's just a little outline on how you can begin to overcome rejection in your life in every sort. Don't let it devastate you. There is life after rejection. Come on, put your hands together. Give the Lord a hand clap. 
Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. Before we go, here's a final word from Pastor Ray. Hello, this is Pastor Ray. I wanted to take a moment from today's broadcast to tell you about a brand new book I've written that's just become available for purchase entitled Discouragement, Doubt, and Compromise. I wrote this book because of after more than 37 years of pastoring, I see too many Christians, both newly saved and those mature in their walk with God, fall victim to a device of the enemy that he has been using against God's people ever since the beginning of time. It's simply a threefold plan of discouragement, doubt, and compromise. I know this material will be a tremendous blessing to you in encouraging and stimulating your faith and helping you to truly be more than a conqueror. Why not go to my website right now and order your copy, PastorRayNY.com. Why not order a copy for a friend as well? That's PastorRayNY.com. 